All Charisma, No Int is a sexy, violent podcast for a mature audience. You can find the content warnings in our episode description. Like sling it across his back. And, uh, okay, could be useful. Never know. And uh, he'll just return to the rest of the group like nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> He's just humming softly. <laughs> cool rod. <laughs> uh, it's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. So, did you see those three hot adventurers today? Do you think they will survive? They've been down there a long time. Um, are you, are you, are you talking to me, ma'am? Of course I am talking to you. It is just you and me here. Who else would I be talking to? Okay, wow. The Mad Witch is talking to me. I, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? The adventurers. You know, the three hot ones that went down today? Do you think they're still alive? Oh yeah, I think I think one was an air genasi, so probably not that hot. Oh, but one was all wrapped up in clothes, so I guess he was probably warm. What are you doing, Bront? That was so stupid. Get it together. Huh? You don't think air genasi are hot? Well, to each their own, I guess. But you know, with the greenbacks down there... They are pretty tough, you know. And I bet they run into automaton. There have to be automaton down there. Their eyes glow like the heavens, and they have the power of the gods at their fingertips. Very scary. Oh, oh yeah, my cousin, Grant, he told me about a ruin he was guarding, and a whole adventuring party went down, and a single automaton wiped them all out. But someone like you, ma'am, I mean, milady, I mean... Your mad witchiness, ma'am. Um, you'd definitely be fine, right? Uh, are you okay? Maybe you need some water? Sit down or something? Have a snack? Um, yeah, water. I have some. I could use some, I mean. Jeez, oh. Bront, you can't even talk to one pretty lady. Wait. Oh. Wasn't he supposed to be... Oh well, I suppose I can keep watch a little while longer. Welcome to All Charisma No End, a D&D podcast for flying trapeze artists with a mysterious past that is too painful to talk about. <laughs> I am your DM. An underpaid quest giver, Anna Vara. This is a podcast where three questionably competent adventurers navigate a world of magic, mystery, and work-appropriate conversations while trying to survive the everyday trials of life. And playing those bungling adventurers today are... Hey everybody, I'm Eric and I play Rene Julian Vincenzo LeBlanc. If Rene could choose to win a sweepstakes for a lifetime supply of any one thing, it would be those little moisture-absorbing packets that come in everything. But you <laughs> can't really buy them, but, like, they come in everything. Like the silica packs? 
Yeah, but like whatever the fantasy equivalent of that is. <laughs> it's a bag of rice. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but I think he'd like to have the convenience of like the little packets. Like I feel like he'd go around and like put that in everybody's stuff around the house. Like everybody's shoes would have those in it. All the drawers, people's bags, all kinds of stuff. Why is he so worried about moisture? You know, I don't know. I just feel like that's something he'd be into. <laughs> you know, like it's 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 like a little useful thing that where do they come from? I don't know, but that's what he'd choose. He's about to get a slap if he puts it in two stuff. We'll see if he wins the sweepstakes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lex and I play two. Just after he arrived in Aravista, two was invited to a sausage party. After taking a painfully long time deciding what to bring with them, they were very let down to find out that nobody else brought anything for the grill. There were plenty of buns, though. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Why would you do this? I don't oh know what you're <laughs> So, Did two, he two is innocent, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, that was two questions. <laughs> uh, two probably stayed long enough to realize that two didn't want to stay, but <laughs> um, people just seemed to keep like getting too close, and there was no food, so he left. And they saw all those buns and were like, not for me, thank you. Uh, not today, no. Not. <laughs> Didn't know that was a requirement. I, I just imagine like there was a plate of like sad like pork chops just left on the side. Oh God! And that is the story of two trying to make friends and it failing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that makes sense for two. <laughs> Thank you. I thought so. All right, I am Kyle Sweeney, and I play River of Stars, a hot dumb bardlock. He was raised by a cult, and then animals, and then orphan school. So all your standard D&D backstories rolled into one. <laughs> also, was the trapeze accident how one of the clerics died? <laughs> they all run together uh, at this point. <laughs> yeah, you've gone through so many, it's, it's hard to say. <laughs> how would that have even come up, like, in a, in a scenario? Like, we're saying the cleric was a trapeze artist, or they died in a trapeze-related incident. Maybe it was both. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind uh, an intro for River. That was an intro for you, Kyle. What was an <laughs> intro for me? <laughs> Yours. Yours. <laughs> what, all the, all the backstories? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. It makes me worried that that's what you joke about his backstory being, which just means that his real backstory is... Ten times as complicated as that. No, this is I. I hit all the, I hit all the bullet points. <laughs> okay. We'll see. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to some announcements. As always, uh, I like to start out by saying thank you to everyone who listens. Um, we love you all, of course. Uh, and this is our 11th episode, which is super exciting. You know, as always, uh, we all we thank everyone for your continued support. 
Likes and shares are appreciated. If you like what you hear, make sure uh, that you leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, And if it happens to be a little five-star review, that would be even better. We also have a Discord. If you would like to pop in and say hi, uh, chat with us, chat with each other about the show, you can find the link on our website as well as on our social media pages. And beyond that, I also wanted to take a moment to give a little shout out. Um, we have a special uh, Patreon that's giving us a little extra support. Uh, yeah, our first patron at the Heroes Euro tier is Carol. So thank you very much. Woo! So thank you, Carol, um, for that support. It really means a lot to us. Um, That's going to go towards helping us get better equipment, um, being able to um, fund different things that will help us improve the quality of the podcast. And the more... um, support and things we are able to get uh, later down the line um hopefully we'll have more content that we'll be able to bring to you guys which is also exciting so thank you so much carol and thank you everyone else once again um for listening and without further ado let's go ahead and dive into the world of ruined River has returned the orb to its rightful place. You've tried this door, and it is locked. What do you guys do? Should we go back out the way we came in? Um, Yeah, two. Barely gives either of you a look and turns and starts... Uh, we we can call it what it is. He he starts like stomping out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, frustrated. All this uh, back and forth constantly. Doors closed. Doors open. Writing on the walls. Writing on the floors. Nothing I can read. Ah, uh, we follow. <laughs> yeah, Renee follows, and he's saying all the time. He's eyeing the sconces, but he's not doing anything with them. But he's just <laughs> eyeing them as he walks through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's something we missed this time. You know, you know, this this is the last room, so maybe there's something a little extra. There's gotta be something with the sconces. Fucking sconces. Okay. So yeah, you guys make your way back through the corridor from whence you had first come, and as you step back out into the main room. You do see that the large sigil representing what you presume is fall is now lit up like the first two sigils. This one, orange, is glowing. A bright orange hue 
like the first two after you had let their respective orbs be absorbed by the runes and their respective runes. But otherwise, nothing else in the room seems changed. And the mural opposite to this particular rune, um, there's another unlit sigil, this one blue, and a mural of winter sitting on the wall. Um, as you guys are going over towards it, Two is going to make it halfway and then move over to the wall. Um, the wall that's kind of between the two sigils. And uh, basically place uh, their back against it and sit down <laughs> without saying anything. Uh, I mean, Renee's probably used to two forging ahead and just kicking the door open. So <laughs> he'll probably notice this and then he will come over to two and say to my friend what what seems to be the matter um two has a you know has some some bloody some bloody patches on them looking a bit worse for wear uh they look up at you renee but they just glare at you because they're still pissed at you um Look back down at their hands. I'm taking a rest. I could also use a rest. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> Maybe we could sit here and um, have a nice little chat. Renee's going to take his backpack off and sit down. Yeah, River puts the chest on the ground and sits on it. And pulls test. out. <laughs> pulls out his lute, starts playing a song. I don't seem to have rations. Oh boy. You know what I you know what I do have, guys? What do you have? In my inventory. <laughs> Stolen fruit. I have a ten foot letter. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> you think you'd I be really better wanna... at using them? <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know where I'm getting letters from. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I have any in my backpack. Well, you know, they're not, they're, they're not particularly. Uh, they they don't need to eat. <laughs> it's just gonna, it was just going to be for flavor. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, yeah, they they just need to. Uh, they just need to rest. They're gonna cast mending on any of their torn clothes and kind of just uh, rest their head back against the wall and close their eyes for a little bit. Um, just, you know, when you're exhausted and you're just, like, done. You just uh, zone out for a minute. Okay. So, yeah, you, uh, you cast Mending on your clothing and the fabric... Stitches back to into place. No problem. Is uh, Renee getting as close as possible by any chance? Oh yeah, no, he's he's definitely uh, scooched up close back to the wall as well. Directly next to two. And he's kind of taking his hat off and sat it on his chest and 
kind of let out a deep sigh and is just going to look over at two and then look back forward. And then he's just going to clear his throat. Because <clears throat> two has their eyes closed. Oh, yeah, their their eyes remain closed. <clears throat> two, I, I, I don't want to disturb your nap, but I would feel... <clears throat> well, I would feel some kind of way if I didn't uh, ask you why you were feeling so... You seem to be... Ever since we were in the room with all the interesting objects, you seem to be upset about something. They open one eye, but they don't look at you. They just look straight forward. Uh, River, are you, like, singing? Are you just strumming, or...? I think he's strumming for now. <laughs> um, very rudely, intentionally. Uh, they're just going to look at you, River, and uh, say, River, what is edging? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like... It's like I was saying before, but... Uh, so it's like a sex thing. Oh, God. Where... Rather than have an orgasm, you just like stop yourself right before that happens so that and you just keep doing it until finally you give in. And then that orgasm is like a real good one. (laughs) Still strumming. (laughs) So the intention is for the the end. Yeah, I mean, I've I've met some people that just like the edging part. I don't understand it though. He he like tilts his head a little bit, like he's trying to think about it without the release. Yeah, I mean, doesn't it? Um, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> just two 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 wide eyes looking uh, at you. <laughs> it's like um. Okay, so when I was in orphan school, they taught us about music, and there's, um... Oh, thank God. There's this, yeah, (laughs) river for once dealing in metaphor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So, like, there... So, you play, like, a melody, and when you want to end the song, or you want to end, like, the the chorus, or the phrase, or whatever it is, like, you, you usually want to end it on, like, a note that resolves. Like something that sounds final, right? But sometimes it's better to play like a couple of unresolved phrases. So that way, when you do the last one, it's like more satisfying. Uh, You get a couple of just uh, slow blinks (laughs) after that, Um, which turn into like slow nods. And then just, I see. That makes sense. Why do you want to know? I did not know what it was. Just as though it's the most obvious like reason <laughs> in the world to ask. <laughs> Knowledge. Yeah, I think I think River doesn't <laughs> doesn't say anything to that, just nods like he's he's he understands sometimes you just don't know things. Mhm. Good. I think uh, River probably knows that feeling well. <laughs> I just have to say that if that sentence had continued into 
at orphan school. Like I was saying. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yep. <laughs> we learned about edging. I was going to have to nope out. That's <laughs> exactly where my head went when he started talking. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, too satisfied. Okay, then, now that we have that all settled, um, you know, it's, it's not for everyone, this, this, this edging thing, you know, it's just, uh, one school of thought, you know, it's, uh, I'm sure there are <clears throat> many others, and it's many other things to talk about while we are delving ruins. I mean, I'm happy to talk about sex stuff. Or music stuff, or whatever. Yeah, totally. No, no, no. I, I, I... Uh, definitely. <laughs> Two just pulls their hood down. He's gonna lower his voice a little bit now, so hopefully only two can hear him. So, Two, are you going to continue to ignore me, or are you going to answer my question? Damn, right to the point. Okay. Two, that's about the time when two lowers the uh, the hood down further over their face. And then they say, uh, for an old man, you do not seem to understand social cues. Internally, uh, Renee is baffled by two things. Number one, being called an old man and being 35 <laughs> years old, <laughs> which hurts him a little bit, uh, probably visibly. and. Number two, being told by two that he doesn't understand social cues. The irony of that <laughs> is not lost on Renee at all. But he composes himself a little bit, and <clears throat> yes, I understand that I have perhaps upset you, but I do not believe I know why, and I wish to understand why, so that I may rectify it. Did you perhaps consider that I do not want to talk about it? I did consider that. But I find in my many years of experience as an old man that uh, talking about it often helps. You could give it a try. And who is this meant to be helping? Me or you? Well, it could help both of us, you know, our, our relationship. We are co-workers. It would be good to have a good, healthy relationship with one's co-workers. Friends, even, perhaps. Lene, it has barely been a day. This is selfish. Leave me be. Very well. I will be here to talk when you are ready. Puts his hat back on, and uh, he'll just uh, he'll just kind of awkwardly look around and and see <laughs> where would be appropriate to sit, and then he'll just get up and like drag his ass like more to make a triangle <laughs> of people. <laughs> River is like kind of playing, but and like kind of singing in a low voice, um, but then stops singing and is like. <sighs> I really wish I hadn't messed up that book thing. I feel so stupid. So clumsy. Renee, you think someone in town can fix it? Side note. Did you, did River tell us about what the 
the ghost woman told us about her family in town? Not in care, like not on screen. Um, uh, he probably would have said something about needing to go to the library. Okay. So then in that case, Renee would say, you know, you were telling us about that girl that you met. Uh, she had family at the library and I also have an errand to run at the, at the library. You know, they are book people there. I think maybe they will, maybe they will be able to take a look at it since we're going there anyway, that might be a good place to start. Oh yeah. They do book stuff there. Yes, they, they, they do. I think you just see his expression immediately change. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's a great idea. Cause I do need to talk to that girl's cousin or mom. I can't remember. You know, River, you, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. You know, sometimes we blame ourselves for things that are outside of our control or perhaps are someone else's fault that we blame ourselves for i would not uh i would not think too much of this book i'm sure we'll find a way to fix it well i am i am clumsy sometimes so that's that's probably all it was two is just slowly sinking further down (laughs) (laughs) um i think i think river starts singing again just like a top 40 hit it's probably obvious, but I'm uh, fully trying to get in, like, short rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so how how long are you guys uh, intending to chill out here? Like an hour? Yeah. 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 Okay, so go ahead and roll up your hit dice if you're going to do that. Go ahead and mark your mark those off on your character sheet. Also add a d6 to whatever you roll. And um, make sure you take into account your extra extra thing from your item, too. Yes, I just get double what I rolled, so that was a nice uh, 18. And I'll roll my d6, and that was a 6. Jesus Christ, okay. That was good. <laughs> I think I'll leave it at that. There's also... Uh, some an- uh, not anticipation, um, hesitation when to get back up. He probably like, you know, when you like doze and it's like, it feels like it was a few seconds, like you didn't really sleep, but it was actually like twenty minutes. That's probably what happened. Like he could hear Rivers' <laughs> music the whole time, so he was pretty sure he was conscious. But then he kind of jostles and feels a bit of drool in his mask and <laughs> wipes that away so no one could see it. They're going to just get up um, without really saying anything, much as they usually do, and um, walk over to the mural to have a have a closer look at it again. I'm not sure if you described it before, but if you did, could you describe it once more? Boy, howdy, can I. <laughs> okay, so in the southwestern corner on the west wall, there is a mural depicting the hilly landscape blanketed in snow. The needled branches of the tall pines are also coated with layers of snow. Sheltering beneath the branches at the base of a tree lay two deer 
nestling together for warmth. It is a vision of winter. Oh, Toot doesn't like that. He doesn't like winter. He's also not cuddling with anyone. Wow. <laughs> this, this is a mural? Like, it's painted? Oh, it's, um, it's carved. So it's like a, a relief Ooh. that's been carved into the wall. Renee's going to get up close to it and, like, run his fingers along, like, maybe, like, the deer antlers. That's, like, very smooth, and the detail is, like, really fine. Like, you can feel, like, the texture of the antlers as you're running your fingers along it. Um, So some just, like, the really light notches. Um and then some, like, more of the, like, deeper gouges. Um, very, very detailed. Wow. You know, someone took a really long time to carve this. Like, this was no small feat. I wonder if it was the same person or four different people, maybe a team of people. Oh, kind of seems like a total waste not to stand here and admire it. <laughs> hmm. Maybe I can memorize it and maybe River can paint something like this, like a small one. And then he's going to realize he got lost in his thoughts and. I <laughs> 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 uh, okay, better get going. To his credit, um, is he saying this out loud? Yes, absolutely. To himself okay. out loud. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, to, to his credit, Two doesn't actually like try to open the door at all while he's talking. To, you know, he, he he can at least be that respectful <laughs> to wait for Renee to catch up. And then he's going to try the door. Yeah, and the door to the south of that is, of course, um, locked. When Renee does catch up and you do try to open it. Yeah, following the... Uh, the way it's gone so far, two tries it, gets frustrated, leans against the wall. I'm sorry. Clearing was, the way for Renee. That was by accident that I rolled that, but can I try to pick the <laughs> lock? <laughs> um, yes, you can uh, try to pick the lock. Okay. I rolled a 15. If it's sleight of mm-hmm. hand. I always forget what it is. Yeah, that that unlocks. The jiggle, I'm assuming you're using your thief's tools? I am, yes. Okay. That is enough to unlock it. So as you jiggle the tools um, delicately into the lock, you eventually feel the mechanism give. You hear the click, and you know that it's unlocked. All right, he's going to swing it open and hold it open for the rest of the crew to go through. <laughs> I just love hearing the door noise. <laughs> um, all right, and uh, as you hold open the door and all of you step inside, um, you step into a smaller room and you... Notice, um, at first glance, of course, that in the top left corner of the room, 
um, the wall has collapsed. Um, and so there's uh, a lot of rubble from this, um, structural cave in. Um, but another thing that you notice is there are a lot of stands, uh, in cases, um, within this room that appear to hold various items within the room. Um, some of these cases have been damaged or completely crushed by the rubble, um, as it has fallen into the room. Um, some of them, um, either partially or fully um, crushed underneath the debris. Um, some of them, the glass has just been broken um, by the falling rocks. And others just seem they were far enough away that they're still completely intact and the things within them untouched. What do you do? Wow, it looks like we hit the jackpot. And Renee goes over to the case in the lower left-hand corner of the room. That looks like it has a bunch of stuff in it. Alrighty. Yeah, so... This case looks like it is full of various jewels and trinkets of different kinds. Necklaces, bangles, rings, bracelets, things of that nature. Is the case like, can I just lift it up, or is it locked in some way? Would you like to try to lift it up? I would like to check for traps before doing this. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Go ahead and make an investigation check. Oh, wow. Nat 20 for a 21. <laughs> Beautiful. And with that natural 20, um, that 21... You inspect the case. It's a little rusty. Um, said it has been sitting here for a very long time. Um, but um, you inspect it top to bottom, and there doesn't seem to be any tripwires. You don't see um, anything unusual. Uh, and after your ins- thorough inspection, carefully lift up the case. The hinges are a little stiff, so you kind of have to force it about halfway, but you lift it up, and everything's fine. Anything of all of this jewelry, adornments, things, anything look magical? Like, before he puts all this in his bag, any of it look magical, or like it would be particularly um, ceremonial? Nothing looks magical, but it all looks like money. (laughs) All right, he'll shrug and just sit his backpack down on the lining, whatever the lining is, and scoop it in. (laughs) All right. So you go ahead and scoop all that in. Um, And you're probably looking at about 120 gold worth of jewelry that you've just swiped into your bag that you can assess with your eyes. But potentially, if you're willing to take it to an appraiser, it is all. all right. Maybe it could be worth more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe that will stop us from being degenerates. <laughs> Delinquents? 
(laughs) 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 While Renee's doing that, um, anyone else got anything they want to look at? Yeah, uh, two would kind of look around while they're walking uh, through the the case, like, you know, around the cases. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're going to kind of come over to the rubble and nudge it with their feet Mm -hmm. and try to see if they can find anything that has been buried, like that used to be in the cases that are broken into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, give me an investigation check. Holy shit. It is a natural Yo. 20. <laughs> For a 23. <laughs> okay. So you're digging around um, in the rubble pile, and there is a lot of stuff um, that has been buried. Um, and a lot of it's broken. There's a, a lot of broken glass um, from the cases. Um, it looks like what was a... Uh, a broken pottery of some sort um, that was underneath there. But you do see um, what looks like uh, a couple hilts that are also underneath the rubble. Do you want to try and dig those out? Absolutely. Okay. Um, make me a... What do I want to use for digging? Something I'm good at. Oh, something mm. you're good at. Um, yeah. well, wouldn't that be convenient for you? <laughs> <laughs> it mm. would be mighty convenient. Um, well, you know, I'll go ahead and say for digging. Um, why don't you go ahead and give me a survival? That's uh, mighty generous of you. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, you, you sling Well, a I rolled a two, <laughs> and I got a nine. Yeah. You know, you, sl- you start slinging some rocks aside, but more rocks just keep tumbling down from this massive rock pile. Uh, um... Okay, they're gonna... Yeah, <laughs> when River starts getting close to them... um. They're going to, like, look up at him from their crouched position. Uh, whatever. Care to help? Yeah, what are you doing? Can you see those, uh, hilts? And he, uh, he, like, pulls on one of them, uh, even though it's stuck under the rubble. Oh, that's cool. That could be a sword. Multiple swords. Yes. Okay, I'll keep the rocks from falling down. You try the swords again. I'll give uh, I'll give two the help action. Okay, two. Go ahead and uh, give me another survival check. Um, you can go ahead and do that with advantage. <laughs> wow, <laughs> double tens. Um, wow. you hate to At see least- it. At least, at least it equals as a seventeen with that plus seven. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. Um, so you have Root River, who's kind of he- helping to 
scoop away the rocks that are on top. Um, so they're not just immediately cascading back down, um, where you're trying to shove away the rocks, um, that are on top of these swords. And it seems to be working. Um, and once enough of these rocks are cleared away, um, that you can actually make out. These swords spring to life, and I need y'all to roll for initiative. <laughs> oh, for fuck's wow. sake. All that work for initiative. I love y'all. No. I do. Not at all. I actually do, though. Mm-hmm. Well, this certainly is a pickle that two has found himself in. What will happen? We don't know. You'll have to find out when we come back from this break. Howdy, adventurers. Is getting Grandma's cat off the roof leaving you lacking? Saving Gilly from the Goblin Gang not scratching that itch? Wishing you had something just a little extra? Well, come on down to patreon.com slash allkinoint where we're cooking up a little something extra. Let me tell you about the Initiate Slider tier for $2 a month. Why is it called that? More importantly, what do you get? Ever hear a Discord? Well, we have one, and if you become a patron, you'll get access to community, meet and greets with all of us. You'll be the first to get news and announcements about the show and other special events. And introducing the Yak Zone. I didn't run that by anyone, but I'm going to make it happen. There's going to be a place in the Discord called the Yak Zone. Patreon members also get early access to episodes. Imagine waking up Monday morning and finding fresh, ruined elves right there in your podcast app. That's two days earlier than you'd get it otherwise. And it only costs you two bucks. So join us at the Initiate Slider tier and come say howdy, partner. I'll be waiting for you in the Yak Zone. And if that wasn't enough for you, we got plenty more in the Adventurers Club tier for $5 a month. It's got everything from the previous tier, plus more than you can shake your shooting iron at. First and foremost, you'll get access to the monthly after-show podcast we like to call Finding the Crit, where we answer listener questions and talk about the game nearly every which way you can imagine. Now you might be saying, how can a person such as myself submit my own questions for the cast to ruminate on? Well, partner, Adventurers Club patrons can do just that, as well as submitting their own ideas for NPC names and homebrew items. Additionally, you'll get access to patron-only exclusive art so nice it'll soothe even the worst case of saddle burn. And, most importantly, you'll get all episodes ad-free, which means you won't have to listen to me anymore. And you can count on that as a prairie promise. Moving on up to the next tier, we have the Heroes Euro, coming in at a satisfying $10 a month. Do you like feeling powerful? Do you want to know that you've made a real difference? Do you want to vote with your cash? Your $10 will greatly contribute towards our financial independence. Financial independence leads to creativity, and you'll soon see a return on your investment. We'll make more content for you. We already have a lot of great plans, and all we lack is the time and resources to work on them. You want upfront rewards, though, don't you? That's fine. We totally get it. All of the rewards from previous tiers are yours, but you'll also get your name mentioned in the credits, along with our eternal gratitude. So come on down to patreon.com slash allkinoint and get y'all today. Yeah!
welcome back. Uh, those were some fantastic ads. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into this initiative. Up first, we have a longsword, which is weird to say, but nonetheless. <laughs> Not wielded by anything, just a, just a longsword. Just an independent longsword, just trying to make it into this world. In this world. Um, into this world. <laughs> uh, so yeah, flying sword up first. It's been under that pile for a little while. It's angry. It wants to lash out at someone. And that someone is going to be you, too. Because it's the first person it sees. And it's going to do a longsword attack. Does a nine hit your AC? Of course it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. <laughs> um, and that's going to be its turn. Two, you're up next. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do these count as creatures? Yeah. Wonderful. So two is uh, enraged at this point. Um, I know that might seem sudden, but uh, does it really? I mean... <laughs> that, that, that you know their emotions they, they go up and down pretty pretty quickly yeah it seems um, that way especially when they're well you know they're irritated uh river really not river jesus christ renee really uh got them there i think um sounds like a personal problem i'm, I'm yeah. so sorry renee you, you're perfect <laughs> um they um you know they they get back up from from standing, from, Jesus Christ, from crouching. And they just, like, let out <laughs> something of, like, a, a roar of just frustration. Pull free their, their, uh, Jesus Christ, wh what's wrong with me right now? <laughs> that break really didn't do me any good. Um, <laughs> Warhammer, oh my god, I was looking at my weapons, like, what's my weapon? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was gonna start saying that my weapon wasn't here. Yeah, pull pull free their warhammer. Um, mm -hmm. Look at the blades, as though they, you know, have faces, even though they don't, and just uh, just growl out slaughter. And uh, he's really angry. He's just frustrated, to be honest. You know, tossing out their word of radiance. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, for nine damage if they pass the save. Constitution save. Well, let's see. Slaughter. Well, the longsword. <laughs> I don't think he made it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the rapier, she also did not make it. <laughs> so they both took nine damage. Nice. That's enough to uh, make two smile. <laughs> uh, that is their turn. So can you can you describe how these swords are flying? Like, do they look like they're under their own control or do they look like somebody's wielding them like an invisible person? So they look like they are under their own control. They are hovering 
and kind of the way that they're hovering is kind of, they are kind of like a gentle swaying back and forth motion, but not so much in the way like they would if they were in the grip of someone's hand um, or if someone was holding it. They, they might be tilted upward or forward. You've seen people hold a sword, River. Yeah. They don't look like they're in some sort of stance um, okay. or form. They're just kind of doing their own thing, defying gravity. Okay, River's going to move. Is that where you want to go, River? Yeah, I'll take the attack of opportunity. <laughs> I think he just kind of scrambles backwards, like off of the rubble. <laughs> Is it going to make an attack of opportunity? No. Okay. Then, um, can shoot some Eldritch Blasts. Uh, two of them at the long sword. Uh, 17 to hit. A 17 does hit. Okay, five force damage. And the second one is also gonna hit 24 and eight more force damage. Alright. So following that burst of light you f- scramble away and shoot two more blasts of eldritch blast the first one hitting and kind of pinging off the metallic surface and the second one hitting it and a, a little crack forms um in the blade and it sizzles and it falls down on the rubble and seems to completely crack in half and lie in two fractured pieces on the rubble, shattered. That's interesting. Uh, I'm gonna end my turn. Okay. Rene Julian Vincenzo LeBlanc. Rene Julian Vincenzo LeBlanc is gonna do something very stupid. Um, <laughs> oh, God. He's gonna, he's gonna, um, he's gonna stand up on this case. He's going to try to get himself up on the case and, and, and stand up on it. And uh, he's going to turn creaks around and... dangerously beneath your weight. But it holds. Mm-hmm. No problem. <laughs> All right, he's going to turn around and, and look at the remaining sword. And he's going he's gonna to shout at the sword and say, Hey, you stupid metal toothpick. Why don't you go... Get out of here before we break you into a thousand pieces. There's three of us and only one of you. Why don't you go be in a museum or something? Something with dignity. (laughs) And he's going to try to, uh, that's my version of, or his version of trying to intimidate the sword into just scramming. (laughs) Um, I mean, you can... You can try to make an intimidation check. Okay. That means there's a chance. I mean, no. <laughs> I rolled a five, but it's 15 total. Um, the sword is not intimidated. <laughs> but your, um, your companions are very... Moved by her speech. Uh, Are we? 
I mean, yes. what 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 <laughs> indication does the sword give, if any, that it is not intimidated? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, you, you get the impression that the sword can't understand you. All right. Fine. Renee will uh, cr- crawl down, if, assuming he still has the movement to do so, but he'll just stay in the same spot. And then as he's crawling down, he'll just like, he'll just say, okay, fine. Be my guest then. We're going to destroy you and you will be lost to the annals of history. So, you know, you're lost. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my turn. Amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> I liked it. It was a good idea. Me yeah. too. It was. Well, it's what Renee would have done, so. <laughs> if um <laughs> if it had ears or knew a language, I think it would have been very terrified. Well, you never know. <laughs> You never know in these ruins. Yep. It's going to... I don't even know what this means. That's promising. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, I just... It's going to longsword. Um, natural one, does that... <laughs> does that hit your AC too? It's closer than the last one. A natural one? no it does not hit we know it does not hit in fact it whiffs so terribly that somehow managed to spin in a comical circle Mm -hmm. and do nothing maybe that speech did affect it somehow (laughs) after all (laughs) river is convinced (laughs) of course he is Renee's just gonna wink at river <laughs> I like how it rolled not only a nat one for attack, but a nat one for damage. Yep. <laughs> Shook it to its that iron is one core. Scared sword. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's its. Uh, well, that's its turn. Do your up. Uh yeah. Tooth's just gonna swing his warhammer straight at it, and <laughs> I rolled a. 10 total for attack, for hit. Yeah, that's not going to hit, unfortunately. God damn it, that's fine. Yeah, I know. Um, Such a bummer. Maybe trip, trips on some of that rubble. Um, yeah, you like slip. Surprisingly, um, a flying rapier um, is actually a little bit more difficult to hit than one might think. And as you go into swing with your warhammer, perhaps a little bit more confident than you actually should be. <laughs> you swing, um, but it actually swerves out of the way of this basic-ass weapon that you have, and your Warhammer just completely whiffs. Uh, he just, like, swears <laughs> under his breath in, a, in, his, in his native tongue. That's his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, River's just gonna Eldritch Blast this thing. <gasps> 14 to hit. 14 does not hit. Okay. Second Eldritch Blast. 
Ooh, nine does not hit either. A nine does not hit. You shoot off these two eldritch blasts, um, and as if sensing these twin helix bolts shooting towards it, it effortlessly glides to the left and the right, both of them smashing against the wall behind it harmlessly. Okay, just getting my bad rolls out right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're just going to head over here. (laughs) Be well out of range of this thing. And uh, that'll be my turn. Renee, you've warned it what's up. Now it's time to deliver. He's going to, Renee's going to be the second half of the Blaster Boys, as usual, and he's going <laughs> to, he's going to fire off two Eldritch Blasts. First one is a 12 to hit. <laughs> Unfortunately, a 12 does not hit. Spinning around, second one is, oh, I like cast Mage Hand, nope, nope, disregard, disregard, disregard. <laughs> Second one is any second now. Hey. Nat nice. 20. All right, let's go. Uh, 27 to hit. And if that hits, it would be a, I guess it rolled for me, so 10 crit damage. All right. Renee, would you like to describe the demise of this rapier? Um, yeah, he's going to aim for whatever part of the blade that hitting it would shatter it into a bunch of pieces, like he said. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's all he's going for. Okay, so your first shot was just a, a warm-up shot, if you will. Um, your second hits it perfectly. At the point, the tip of this rapier, and it travels all the way along the blade. And as it does so, it forms these tiny little cracks uh, all up along the, the blade. And when it hits the hilt of the sword, the blade just shatters uh, into dozens of little pieces. And they go flying across the room. And the hilt just clatters harmlessly to the floor. And that is the end of these animated blades. I think Renee is just frowning at what he perceives to be an absolute waste. Just (laughs) under his breath, he's like, you know, you, you, you could have been someone great. You could have been... A great sword of legends alongside a, a hero, but chose to waste it. <laughs> a real waste of space, but <laughs> but you are triumphant. And what else do you do? Do you continue to look around the room? I think River is like kind of wary of any of these ones that look like they might hold a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but is looking around to see if there's like placards or anything that, that might say what they are. Sure. 
Um, there are a couple things that do have placards, um, and some of the cases do not. Um, okay. I think he would just kind of take inventory of the ones that do have placards. Okay. Um, there's one to the south, uh, closest to the door you came in, that has a placard. And then there's one when you first walk into the room, and immediately when you go north against the wall, um, that one has a placard. And... If you keep going north along the north wall, there's another there that has a placard. Um, yeah, he's just going to read them all. Okay. So the one to the south uh, looks like it has a nicely carved rod in it. And the placard reads, To a dear old friend... May this always keep you safe. And it's kind of hard to make out the name because um, it looks like there's been a little bit of erosion uh, over time. But it looks elven in nature. Um, you can make out an L-E-W. Then there's a couple letters that get cut off and then a Y. And then another letter's been rubbed off, and then an R, A, another letter's cut off, and then another Y, and then the rest of it seems to be faded. Okay, I think he'll he'll read this out loud, and then I think being careful not to, like, <laughs> touch the case, he'll go read the next one. So this one looks like it has some sort of funny-looking instrument in it, and it just says, from the far-off jungles of the wildlands, and that's it. It looks like a musical instrument? Yeah, some sort of weird musical instrument. Okay, well, he's gonna remember that one and go <laughs> read the last one. And the last one reads... This bag was always there whenever we needed it. And that's it. That's all it says. <laughs> I think they um <laughs> I think they memorialized their backpack. <laughs> I don't know if the bag was always there for somebody, maybe we should grab it. I I mean, yeah, no, there's there's nothing like a you know, when you find your perfect backpack that just holds everything that you need, it's 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 a it's a magical thing. <laughs> okay. If it comes to life, we should be prepared. I'll open the case and you guys reach in and grab it real quick. Uh yeah, two two's already standing right there. They moved to the, the this 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 is the closest to the door that they assume they have to go in next. So they were leaning against it, waiting for the others, <laughs> not <laughs> wanting to risk anything else. Renee's lingering around this vase or urn, but he just yells over his shoulder, "Yeah, go for it! Uh, the other one wasn't trapped, so I'm sure it'll be fine." Okay, I think. River gives two like a 
a look like get ready (laughs) (laughs) and then and then opens the case you open the case it is loud and creaky the hinges but you manage to push it open uh, and inside is a bright multicolored bag just laying there nothing jumps out the bag doesn't jump out try to attack you just looks like a bag a pretty bag anything else about the bag (laughs) i don't know looks like a bag river river's holding the case open waiting for two to grab it (laughs) uh yeah no two's not an asshole two 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 reaches over the bag (laughs) I genuinely thought there was more about the bag. <laughs> um, yeah, they they all lifted out. They are far less concerned than uh, River. Like, if it came to life, then he would just punch it. So it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see if Two knows what this is? Like, by name? You could make an Arcana check. Let's try it. With my... Three. <laughs> <laughs> I also make an arcana check. You can also make an arcana check. 17. Nice. A two, um, just offhand with a quick glance, you don't immediately know what it is, but as soon as you grab it and the river comes over to look at it, river, right off the bat, you know, this isn't just any bag. You can feel the magical energy flowing off this bag. This is a bag of holding. Let's go, baby. (laughs) Oh, sick. I've seen these before. Put anything in there. You can even put another bag in there, but not not another bag of holding that causes problems. Probably put a chest in there. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't know if Rivers thought about that. I think he has opened the chest and is about to put the bag in the chest. <laughs> Come on! Actually, you know what? You should you should take this too. Uh, me? You fit all your clothes in there, all your weapons. I think two would actually be surprised by this because. Uh, at this point, I- I'm going to assume that even if he couldn't determine what it was, he knows what a bag of holding is, right? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he knows that it's a valuable item. And you kind of catch him off guard a little bit. But they they kind of awkwardly, uh, <laughs> I guess, put it on. <laughs> it definitely does not match the way that they dress um at all but they for now they they kind of just uh give a nod and say we can discuss it later well it looks pretty sick on you so (laughs) okay now i'm uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) and yes he says that (laughs) Renee's just looking at this out of the corner of his eye, trying not to be noticed. Like he's just like stealing glances every now and then again at this interaction, but not not saying anything. He's just busying himself with like making himself look busy in front of the vase. 
What a creepy old man. 35 years old. <laughs> yeah, it is rude to call him old at 35. Yeah, that's... that's like Eric the player is very insulted. Like... <laughs> Lex the player is insulted. <laughs> Anna the DM is extremely insulted. <laughs> Notice how, though, they don't call River old. Yeah, I mean, we get it. I get it. You know, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. I get I mean, it. You know. 120 is, is kind of old, though. Yeah, but 120 relative is young for River. <laughs> so, anything else in this? This <laughs> well, you, you know, may, maybe Lady Valkrana is, 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 maybe she's a vase lady. She seems like a vase lady or, or, or an urn or whatever the hell this thing is. Renee needs to check both the urns. Yeah, the, um, so there's the gold urn. Uh-huh. Um, it looks like it is actually, um, a porcelain urn or some sort of clay work that has been painted with some sort of gold. So it's not actually made out of like solid gold. Does it have any kind of like inscription on it or anything um, to give any kind of information about it? Um, No, this one doesn't have a plaque, so there's no information, but I don't know, maybe uh, maybe if there's an archaeologist that's uh, interested in old pottery, maybe that could be interesting. Well, Renee doesn't really care about old pottery that much. Uh, is there a lid on it? <laughs> no lid. No lid. Okay, he's going to take a peek inside the hole and see if he sees anything. You see, like, some cobwebs inside of it. Uh, he's going to reach in and see if he feels anything in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> you feel dust and the stickiness of the cobwebs as you brush past them. Okay. Dust. To be clear, dust. Dust. Okay. Yeah, dust that's kind of accumulated, not like ashes from a dead person. Okay, no problem. All right, he's going he's gonna to heft it out of the case. And, uh, and carry it over to the other case, sit it down on the ground, and do the exact same thing on the other vase. Yes, so this vase is uh, much larger. Um, another piece of pottery. This one's um, more of like a, a bluish tent, tent to it. Also part- pottery work. This one... Um, has a design pat- pattern to it, but again, no writing on it. It looks like some sort of advanced pottery work where they probably would have um, done some like finer, finer design work before firing it in the kiln. But nothing inside it. No bodies. No ashes. <laughs> Uh, okay just boring pottery again Uh, seem to find a lot of this stuff Uh, river if you have room in the chest uh maybe we can take this but uh if we find some other stuff maybe we can leave it behind if it's too heavy i love that we have a bag of holding and you just said if we have room in the chest (laughs) 
Oh, by the way, the bag looks good on you, too. <laughs> oh, no, that's that was me, not too. <laughs> I know, but Renee's next to you now, so he notices the bag no. and says it looks good on you. Two kind of does a, <clears throat> like, looks away. Did the chest come into the room with us, or did he leave it outside? Um, well, the chest this- isn't here. <laughs> yeah. Um, two's going to take one forlorn glance at the chest and uh, look at River and just, like, say, River, why don't we put the chest in here? Oh, shit. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Then I wouldn't have to carry this thing around. That's the intention. He'll walk over. <sighs> well, why y'all do that, is there anything else in this room? Um, yeah, River wants to look at this instrument. Okay. Um, so you open that case, and there is inside of it a drum. Oh, it's a drum. It is older. There is a skin um, that is stretched over the top. And what looks like a very strong, fine, white wood that is made out of the base. Does it look like a hand drum, or is there like a drumstick or something in here with it? It is a hand drum. Okay. He will grab it. Okay. Tap on the uh, tap on the drum head a couple times. See what it sounds like. Make a uh, Arcana check for me. All right. Nice. Nineteen. Um. Okay. This is um an instrument of illusions. Oh shit. Yeah, so while you're playing this instrument, uh, you can create harmless, illusory visual effects within a five-foot radius sphere centered on the instrument. If you are barred, the radius increases to 15 feet. So sample visual effects include luminous musical notes, a spectral dancer, butterflies, and gently falling snow. The magical effects have neither substance nor sound, and they are obviously illusory. Illusory? Whatever. Um, the effects end <laughs> when you stop playing. I think, I think without even thinking about it, just like naturally, when he starts playing, um, it's like the 15-foot radius around him becomes like space like full of twinkling stars. I think he just kind of gets lost in it for a couple seconds and then stops. <laughs> Guys, look what I found. Sick drum. That's that's awesome, River. I, I, I didn't know you could play the drum. Yeah, me either. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Well, what a stroke of luck. Two is uh, a secret admirer of uh, River's artistic abilities. So when, <laughs> when the, uh, when he, when he was playing, and when the space like stars were created, I think his eyes kind of went a little wide, and he watched with awe, but doesn't say anything. 
<laughs> hey, could I put this in the bag? Yes. We really need to um, keep going. They're a little flustered. <laughs> <laughs> Renee. Yes? There's one more case that you keep <laughs> walking back and forth. Uh-huh. Past. And as you've gone through the other things, it keeps bugging you that all these other things that, that you've looked at have been either valuable or seem to be memorable in some sort of way or nate. But there's this one thing that just seems so plain. It's just a plain piece of pipe in a case. And the more you look at it, the more it bugs you. Who would put just a plain pipe in a case and leave it in a room with all these valuables? All right, Renee's not going to he's not going to say anything. He's just going to just going to put his hat back on. He probably took it off to to inspect the vase. He's just going to put it back on and just go over to that case with the in the middle of the room with the pipe in it and just kind of lean down on the glass top, like put his face close to it and just like inspect it. Just like, like internally, he's just like, why are you, what are you trying to tell me, friend? <laughs> and it's just, it's just a flat rod. Looks like nothing special. No reason for it to be here. Looks like something you might even just find in, I don't know, some worker's workshop. You're just a flat rod, nothing special. Look like just an ordinary stick. Why would someone put you in a case like this? He's gonna he's gonna turn around to just like shrug it off and leave. Um, you know, he'll he'll just turn around and eh, well. And then he'll kinda like take a step hesitate for a second, narrow his eyes, turn back around. <laughs> and I guess I'll just feel along the like where the latch is to see if there's any like any any trap or anything on this one. You can make an investigation. What secret are you hiding from me? Uh it's a 3 for a total of 4. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't feel any trap, but I mean, nothing else in the room has been trapped. Yeah, I mean, it's just some old pipe, right? I mean, he, he opens the case. It's, um, you really have to give it a good shove, but nothing goes off. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll sort of like tentatively reach out and then he'll just, uh, with, with, with great, uh, what do you call that? With, uh, you know, just grip it with great determination. He'll just grab it right in the middle and somewhat expectantly i guess yeah um so you're able to lift it up out of the case no problem it's um it's got a little weight to it it's about i mean it's got about the weight of a um of an iron rod not too heavy but it is still iron you know you wouldn't want to hit anyone across the face with it but just go ahead and give me like a quick um 
quick perception check as you're looking this thing over. 18 total. Okay. So as you're looking over um, this thing, you do notice it does look like it has like a button on one end. Do you want to push that button? It's just uh, just an old rod, you know, and he pushes the button. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when you push that button, it becomes stuck in place. So if you try to move it anymore, it will not budge. Um, <laughs> I think uh, he's like yanking it like... <clears throat> I, I, I think uh, I'm... I'm what the hell? What? He's just shaking it, and then he's going to click the button again. Yeah, and so when you press the button again, yeah, it uh, suddenly you can move it. It deactivates, and it becomes a regular rod again, as if nothing happened. Huh. A rod that cannot be moved. Interesting. <laughs> This is <laughs> this is quite novel. Uh, he's he's just gonna uh, I don't know take out some leather straps or something. I'm sure he carries around and, and kind of like tie it off on each end and sling it over his shoulder, like sling it across his back. And uh, okay, could be useful. Never know. And uh, he'll just return to the rest of the group like nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> he's just humming softly. <laughs> Cool rod. <laughs> uh, it's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and uh, end things there for the evening. All Charisma, No Int is a D&D actual play podcast supported by listeners like you. Music for the podcast is courtesy of our own Kyle Sweeney. If you would like to support this podcast and get future episodes ad-free, check us out at patreon.com slash where you can also join our Discord and find additional content like an exclusive post-show podcast, art, and more. Our website is allkanoint.com, and our handles on social media are at allkanoint. New episodes air every Wednesday. If you like our show, please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. 